Discology Music Club. I'm your host, Billy Sims. Discology is a music podcast where we listen to an album, then meet up to discuss. In our journey, we'll talk to all sorts of people from all walks of life about the music. On this episode, we're talking with Ace and Ronnie about Jay-Z, the Black Album. Alright, so let's talk about music. Welcome okay. to Disco... Oh, sorry. I'm gonna- <laughs> I just... I, we missed... Like, I feel like we missed the whole, like, uh, this podcast has been brought to you by our generous <laughs> folks at Boner Pill, Inc. <laughs> the conversation's hard, but you'll be harder. Hey. Brought to you by Ace. That's right. <laughs> That's going to be the intro. <laughs> Great intro. Well, every podcast starts with, their, with who it's brought to you by. Yeah. How you guys doing today? Thanks for taking the time out and coming to talk with me. Wonderful day. Feels like spring has finally sprung, and this is just a great topic to to introduce the the great weather to. Allow me to reintroduce myself, right? Hey. <laughs> Any other way to start? <laughs> the perfect way to start. It's great. Baseball Yankees got rained out, yes, so sir. what better is there to do but talk about Jay Z? Are you both Yankee fans? Yes, sir. I'm oh, oh, numbered. Ball game over. <laughs> Yankees win. Yo, man, I, listen, <laughs> listen. Yo, there's a lot. There's, there's a, lot, been a going lot going on. on. There's a lot going on. Yo, so man. I feel like being a Yankees fan, being a Jay Z's fan, it definitely goes hand, hand in hand, hand with the you know who with this this blue fitted who but me. You know what I mean? I know that's a little off topic, but still on topic. No, it's it's all Martin Square. Yeah, yes, for sir. real, Jerome yeah. Avenue, the yeah. whole situation. Yeah. man. I mean, you know, the Dodgers aren't there. He's from Brooklyn. He's a Yankee man. I'll go to the Bronx. He's successful. Like, you know, Jay, Jay's success is is linear, I guess, to, to Yankee's success. I mean, Yankees got 27 championships. I don't know if yeah. Jay-Z got 27 championships, well, but he's up there. I don't know how many Grammys he has, but I'm sure he's got a few. He's, and when you think about it, I think Jay-Z's, uh, I think uh, Reasonable Doubt came out in 1996. Yes, sir. When Yankees won yes, the sir. World Series in yes, 1996. Right. Derek Jeter, Rookie of the Year, right. 1996. Right. Okay, Tino Martinez was in the game. Right. My man. Paul O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. Right. The Warrior. Right. And, <laughs> and then Jay Z. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Jay Z took off. And that's when the Yankees took off. And Jay Z retired this. This was his retirement album. And it came out in 2003. And that was the last time the Yankees went to the World Series in that run until yeah. they ended and up so winning it back in 2009. Linear. But linear. Parallel. There so is a little Yankees bit of parallel. Fan, you a Jay Z fan. You have like, to be. You, you heard it life, here first. Man. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> Well, you got to support. If you support New York, you have to support New York. Jay Z's New York. Hey. The Yankees are New York. I mean, listen. Is that there? First of all, he made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can. True. Thank you. Or the Yankee True. fitted more. You know, I mean, like when you think of the Yankee hat, you think of Jay Z a lot of times. The bar. Yeah, I mean the bars. You there the was bars. there was that like brief period where Fred Durst did the red Yankee cap though. <laughs> yeah, partner. Keep on rolling. Yeah. I wouldn't give him any credit for that. It's definitely Jay on it's that. Definitely but yeah. Jay all day. No, it's the <laughs> rock in the building. Rock, yeah. <laughs> until he took away Cano. Until he, that fucking oh my goodness. rock, rock uh, with his agency. Yes. Took, they took away Cano. Yes, they did. First, a first client. They wanted to get a big ten-year deal. Oh, they yeah. took him out of New York. They took him out of New York. It's the first time. Seattle, right? They took yeah. him to the Mariners. Yeah, hasn't There's been to the playoffs since. By the way, that, that was a lot of blast. That was well, blasphemous. I don't know. I mean, you know. They had. It's the reason they they got stuck with Jacoby Ellsbury, who's a fine player, but seven year deal. And uh, you know, Cano. There's no Dominican culture like there is in New York, out in Seattle. And trust me, he's he found that out. <laughs> but I love Cano. I still root for Cano. But I hope the Seattle Mariners would never. Pl- I hope they don't ever win a playoff game with Cano because you know he could have been on this team right now. Yes, he could. They're looking been. for a second baseman still. Right. A good way to sort of, uh, you know. I feel like the best way to start talking about the album is to put it in a little bit of context. And like we said, with, you know, the parallels with the Yankees in the late 90s, it's important to remember that, you know, in the time when Jay-Z put this album out, it was supposed to be his retirement yeah. album. It was supposed to be you a know? song. The, the, the Swan song. Going, riding off into the sunset yeah. with, with the with B rocking the chain, you know, but... I guess he he Brett Favre, the MJ. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, he warned us. Well, he even says it. Yeah, yeah. It brings you back. 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 Games with us, right? Four, I mean, he came back. Five. He wore the four five. Oh. Say goodbye when I come back like George wearing the four five. It ain't to play games with you. It's to aim at you. Probably maim you. But you know, thing because we talk about all those years in the '90s where he released the record, and when you look at you know when when I'm reading up on it coming into this, you start looking at his discography, and you say. 
Wow. He actually came out with more albums before Blow, the Black Album, which was a 2003, it yeah. came yeah. out, than he's released since then by, yeah. a, by a couple, I think. I think yeah. it's seven before and five since. Five but what did you guys think? Because, you know, before really looking more into it for this, I sort of had the perception of it going in that, like, it was his retirement album, you know, that he might be coming back. And we have the benefit of looking back 15 years later, knowing he came back, you know. I thought that it was sort of to sell more records. He did this whole retirement tour, selling out the garden, and he that's did what this all the whole old, big thing. Old rock and roll dudes, they just, every year, it's like, oh, it's our last tour, come out and see us. Yeah. We're yeah. Def Leppard. Uh. The last album. Yeah. And he went out, and it, was a, and it was a classic album, but was it a classic because, did he know he was coming back? So I thought that... Probably it was a marketing thing, but the more I've looked into it now, and you listen to the songs, and you watch Fade to Black, the documentary that he made, and he went up, he went into this album as if this it was, was going to be my last album. Yeah, I think he actually thought that at the time. Well, he took a three-year break too, which is a hell of a long yeah. time for music. You, you and lose for that him. machine, Kingdom that grind. Come, and Kingdom him. Come came out like 2006. 2006. Yeah. So definitely three years after the fact. Yeah. What do you think brought him back? I was thinking about that this morning when I was listening to it. I think that. He 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 had came out with the record every year for the last seven or eight years. I think that he thought it was time. He made enough money. He it probably felt like work. So he said, "I'm done with this." And after a couple of years off, he realized he was Jay Z because he was Jay Z. It was a part of him. It okay. wasn't work. He let the the you know having to fulfill sort of probably you know record contracts and to have deadlines for you. But once it wasn't work anymore, I think he realized that like man. I have too much music in me. Like, cause, I mean, look at all the good shit and that he's put out And look at the since. landscape right now. You yeah. have all these YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, iCloud, MyCloud, cloud, rappers, <laughs> and Jay-Z's just like, but I'm the originator. You know, I'm the man. I, I've been doing this for years. You know what I mean? So it's like, why am I going to stop doing this? Musicians never have to stop. Yeah. Athletes, their bodies, you know, start, you know, you start getting a little injured. You can't get up the same way. Definitely. As long as you can still put those bars down, you can still yeah. put those bars down. And he was just like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My <laughs> Hulk! <laughs> that reminds me, I don't want to be, bring up a Beantown sports athlete, but Brady, during the Super Bowl, said uh, mm -hmm. this time, why am I going to stop taking the test if I know all the answers? It speaks perfectly to that. that. It does. Exactly. Yeah, he literally exactly. said that, and that's exactly it. Like, a rapper, if you can still put it down, you can still bring it. Like, there's no reason to stop. Never. Never. And get these checks and still be the influence that he is. I mean, 444 maybe wasn't my cup of tea, but the Black Album was definitely my cup of tea. I love this album. Like, even listening to it, like within the past you know few days just to come in here and talk to you guys about it it just takes me back to like just run around getting 40s just do, doing the worst you know but it brings you back to a place and this album is just definitely this just album is nostalgia timeless, for you in a nutshell you know yeah. what i mean like just having like a like uh, something like your mom's cooking that you haven't had in a while like when she's <laughs> like yeah i'm gonna make this and you're yeah. like wow you haven't made that in a while <laughs> mm. Facts, man, dude. That this album was not that for me. Like I was only partially exposed to things album because it, it wasn't my scene really. I was a punk rock guy, and I appreciated. I really appreciated this album because of Rick Rubin and mm -hmm. working with Jay Z, yeah. and I the mm -hmm. musicality and the respect of the artist for the, the art, basically. So I like. And he's been he's produced a lot. Uh, he's produced a lot more than just rap. I mean, yeah. he's yes. like Johnny Cash. I mean, yes, he's yes. been around for all the big big names that have come through. He makes some ridiculous music. Yeah, man. Good. So this album was definitely not nostalgia for me. This was this was a piece of art for me. This was like go to a museum and like stare at it for hours kind of thing. <laughs> like and it is really nice because I got to actually treat it as something different this time. I actually got to listen to it all the way through. I listened to it like two or three times and I got to realize a lot of really cool things about it. Like, first, how much of a collaborative effort. There was 88 yeah. credits on this album. I know. To different people. If you look. For, like, artists, for design, for photography, for producers and stuff. I mean, these look like, when you look, in, it has paragraphs under each song. It looks like it's the fucking lyrics, but it's all the credits. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, he tried, because he thought it was going to be his last album, he tried to use a different producer for every song. I think they used the Neptunes twice, but for the most part, there was almost a different producer on almost all the songs. Kanye yeah. was involved, Pharrell was involved. No ID, uh, like... Okay, so even just the producers involved. Just no Blaze, Timbaland. Kanye, yeah. Timbaland, Pharrell, 
these are like this is like the Mount Rushmore yeah. of the yeah. industry. You know what and I mean? this was when Kanye was just really coming up. He wasn't crazy yet. He was, <laughs> I miss the old Kanye. Straight from the gold <laughs> Kanye. He up with no Kim K. He, no. no <laughs> he just had fucking music <laughs> coming like, through his fingertips like he got shot by yeah. lightning. Yeah. That was right before 808s and Heartbreaks, right? No. no. Or, 808s and Heartbreak was late. He had college dropout, late that, registration, oh, graduation, yeah. and then I think 808s might have been that fourth I album. Okay. Till I give my money right. Yeah. That graduation might be one of my if I had to name my top four or five albums, Black Album is always number one. But I would say that uh, Graduation is probably number probably number two. And then maybe I would go Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. And uh, I like the Eagles with Hotel California. That's a solid record. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel California. That's a really good That's record. You can listen to music, back man. and forth. But, you know, my point is, though, Kanye, I mean, that was a great time to have, to be involved with Kanye West. 2003 Kanye West was, like, soulful. He rare. was real good music. That was rare music yeah. at the time. Um, and I think a lot of artists have to pay homage to that that period. Like, 808s and Heartbreak, I hear all these new guys, like, especially Drake. Like, I, I know he draws a lot of his inspiration from that period of time i hear it in his music well he's that sure. age yeah so sure. so guys i mean you guys were part of this sort of scene and you guys were into this at the time what was the black album when it released what was it to people what was it to musicians like what was the impact because you're talking about it like as a nostalgia thing going back but yeah. like at the time you first listened to it what did it make you feel or think like did it change the game because I remember the only thing I really remember about this album was the music video for 99 Problems and mm. it, it was mad controversial. Yeah. Very controversial. It was all over MTV though. Yeah, um yeah. but like that I was really that. it for me on that mainstay <laughs> like pop culture sort of mentality. Otherwise I am really not familiar. So like how did it impact these uh, artists like I think I think Jay without a doubt is been one of the most consistent as far as just being consistent as far as keeping up with your brand, as far as just being more than a rapper. Like, this was saying to me that, you know, even though it was his, like, swan song, as we said before, like, it was, like, supposed to be, like, the end of a chapter. It was saying that, you know, even though I'm a rapper, I'm 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 going to give you my final best product, and I'm going to pursue what I want to pursue. Like, I'm going to do what I do plus rap. So I feel like a lot of new rappers like ASAP Rocky, Kanye, they do the music, but then they do other things as well. Like... Before Rock Aware, where where was you know yeah. all your your branding? You know what That's I mean as point. far as hip hop branding. Yeah. Um, and then you said earlier he he went and then you know start doing uh the sports agents. You know what I mean. So yeah. how many who did that? Record. You know what I mean. That's true. So well, like now yeah. you have uh, a rapper has to sing or the hook it's as well a, as yeah. rap the whole <laughs> verse. That's more of a Drake influence. Well, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But like that's something that monumentally changed it. And uh, you're sort of saying the same thing happened with like. Besides, you have your own liquor or your clothing wear. Yeah. You became you your a brand. You became a brand. Yeah. You weren't mogul, just a rapper. You were word. a brand. You were a yeah. mo. You were more than just the music. And this album to me said said that like I am more than just the music. Like I have other interests. I will conquer them just like I conquered this this rap industry, this music industry. If you listen to the song, first of all, I love the last song as it's fading out. He talk, He just starts talking about how he's going to be chilling on the beach where there's no mosquitoes. Like, nigga, I, I'm about to go golfing, man. Hey, I might even have me a cappuccino. Fuck it. I'm going somewhere nice with no mosquitoes at, nigga. Yeah. I, love, I love some of the interest that he does talk about. But I really, my main takeaway from the album and looking into it more, sort of concept of it that pops is like, it's the Jay Z ist album <laughs> of Jay Z. If you like Jay Z, you're going to like this album because yeah. it's what he's about. Like, Jay Z, yeah. that story of Jay Z <laughs> is like the hustler that made it, the guy who went from Marcy to Madison Square, the guy who, you know, says, like, you know, all the hustlers love it just to see one of us make it. That is Jay Z's identity to me. And this album, where he's like really trying to bring to you his story on every single track, yeah. like you said, collaborating with a great producer on every track, making sure this track tells my story. His story is the hustle that made it. If you like Jay Z, you like that about him. And if you like that about him, you like this because every song is about that. Yeah. You really get that feel. He's telling the story like this is me, this, like this is my life yeah. kind of thing, and you really get that feeling. He coming brings in. his mom in on it. Yeah, the second song, he's the mom's talking about the being born, and that's really his mom, I think. Sean Carter was born December four, 
weighing in at 10 pounds, 8 ounces. He was the last of my four children, the only one who didn't give me any pain when I gave birth to him. And that's how I knew that he was a special child. He says later on that, uh, yeah. yeah, hey, yo, mom, you he made, made the, album. the album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mom, you made the album. How crazy is that? Can you believe it? I mean, that just shows you, I mean, how con- how confident he was. Yeah. I think it's kind of weird, though, what she says. Like, uh, yeah. I wrote it down. He didn't give me no pain. Hey. That's why he was special. Yeah, I knew right then and there. And yeah, what about the other brothers thing? What is the three brothers thing? Like, he's the first one that didn't give me no pain. He was 10 pounds. And I knew that right then he was going to be special. The other three brothers are like, damn, ma. Yeah. Shit, ain't yeah. my fault. Uh-huh. It ain't my fault. Do some more Pilates or something. <laughs> Shit. That's why I'm not special. Thanks a lot. I could have been Jake. I mean, but you know what I mean? If you have three bro- older brothers... Yeah, I mean, you kind of just popping out at that point. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, thank you. Like, thank you. Well, I mean, you like, paved the way. Like he said, that's common sense, right? Yeah. But, and, but you know, he brings in the mom and, like, you think, like, it's kind of weird, but, like, it's kind of funny in a way we could sit here and joke about it. And there's the other song, I think it's Threats, where he brings, this, this there's that crazy guy girl. talking, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and like, it's the kind of thing where if it went on longer than it did at any one point, you would skip through it if it was like on, on an MP3. Do you, it's fu- it stops on time and it's funny. You're like, especially at the end, we go, wait, what? And it's it's funny, yeah, you know what I mean? Hilarious. So he brings in these elements that are a little weird, yes, but they, they, they make the album better. They yeah. work, they're funny. They have a little sense of like humor that we could sit here and laugh I th- about. I think you nailed it. Uh, I think he does a great job at the timing of each so it's not repetitive because a lot of the beats will just sort of repeat but then he breaks it up by these little pauses and these sound clips like there's one song I can't remember which one but he literally has Russell Crowe intro from the Gladiator what more can I say what yeah. more can I say and like yeah. Russell Crowe gets a credit on the album for are it are you not entertained are you not entertained that's a cool interesting way to like just why you story here? more of an art piece <laughs> rather than ego yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the producers are a little bit of credit on that as well, though. I mean, sure. he's working with Kanye West, and some of the best singers, singers I know geniuses. from our generation. Kanye is is a legend, like as far Music as just making. being beh- like not even just his, like, his vocal. Yes. No, the behind the scenes making behind, of the beat. Exactly, like yeah. his his track record and before like graduation and everything, like all the work he's put in as production wise is. Just as legendary, if so not many more legendary, man. Definitely. I mean, the Kanye West song on this album, <laughs> Lucifer, is a great album. That is a fucking catchy album. It's underrated. I mean, not album. That's a great single. And it, it's underrated, like, to me at least, because, like, I hear not, the other the three singles off this album, 99 Problems, Shut Off Your Shoulder, those two songs are anthems. And then there's Lucifer, which if it comes on, there's some people who might not know what album it's from. And uh, that's a great song, and that's a Kanye West song. And he's kind of, it's you know, talking about the murder capital and murdering poor capital. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a dark sort of it's song to Lucifer, song. but it's it a, sounds upbeat, it's though. It's a very, but that song is very controversial, like, because, you know, you have the whole Illuminati yeah. thing. Doritos are triangle-shaped, Illuminati confirmed. So, he like, makes a couple sketchy references like if you really want to yeah. get into that. Hey... <laughs> no, but my point is though that like even though it's a dark song, it sounds like like uh, you like that when that song yeah. hits like your head goes popping like it's an upbeat right. sort of. That's my point is Kanye West like you know his stuff has some layers to it. I I love Kanye yeah. West in that era, but I mean here go ahead. I was gonna say you put that song on, you know it's Kanye. Like I hadn't I didn't look at the credits until after the fact. But I felt like, is this Kanye, you know, kind of thing. And, like, I think he he calls him out at one point. Yeah. Kanye, so you did it again. You're a genius. You can a song and you're, like, just recognized for what it is. That speaks highly of who you are and your, your brand and what your product is selling. And for Jay to bring all these different people on to have these iconic songs, have money that <laughs> Crazy, it sounds like break. a Rick Rubin song. And these no, people run DMC sort of old school vibe thing crunchy cop but like part. modernizing it <laughs> son do you know what I'm stopping you for cause I'm a young and I'm black and my ass real low do I look like a mind reader sir I don't know like yo I was just getting arrested last week you thinking about you know what I mean like yo can I check the the? no you can't check that JC said you can't check that cause it's locked yeah. I know I know my rights I didn't I know my pass rights. the bar but I listened to JC so I know a writer too like you're not gonna catch me slipping. Jay Z put me on the game, and and with that being said, like that's what 
Jay Z did for decades was put people on to, to games, situations, and he made it sound so just he just threw it in there and it it was amazing. It was like because of the way how he did it. Like you accepted what he was saying, like, now I know my rights. You can't check that, you can't do that. Stop trying to disrespect me and get the fuck out of my face. Because Jay-Z said it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And Rick Rubin sort of, you know, with that, like, with the beastie boy sort of sound, he has that, like, that's a creative touch to throw the crunchiness sort of like cop, uh, you know, sort of the the effect on that voice that he does. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a really good track. That was just really fucking cool. Like, regardless of the message and the story sort of telling, just the way they used the sound at yeah, that point exactly. was so revolutionary. Like, it Yeah, 2003. It, I mean, it's a different... Yeah. It, you know, we take... You know, we're spoiled now with some of the, like, with some of the stuff that they're able to do in making music, but it was a little simpler back in 2003. Yeah, it was. That, that was back when they were first starting to use digital a lot more. Like, they yeah. just started giving up two-inch tape. So, like, everything was new. Auto-tune was still new basically, and it's awesome to see them be able to do art like that. A lot of credit to Jay-Z because he never sold out. He never packaged it as, like, a pop album, and that's a lot of the controversy you have right now with artists. They come out, they they uh, they <laughs> do the one for the radio, but then they do the ten on the album, and it's like, that's not you. Why are you doing this? Or, I only like the one that's on the radio kind of thing. Like, which one well, is it? I mean, part of what makes Jay-Z's album a classic is because it, it does have some diversity to it. Like the like uh, the Allure song with the woman speaking. I mean, it does appeal to the ladies a little bit in certain songs. And there's a little bit of like threats, which is a little bit more of a like a, a little bit more of a, like a street sort of song. And then you have like so I think that a good album, one that you can like like I can put on and listen to with my wife and we can both like the songs on it is going to have. You don't want to hear the same kind yeah, of song you want 13 times. You want to hear different music. Yeah. But the the question is, how broad is your palette? Can you execute? Can you sort of make a good song that'll hit each one of these demographics? You know what I mean? And I think that the album definitely does. Jay-Z definitely does. I wonder what, what Biggie would think if he heard that album. Like, because well, Jay point. always attributes Big as being one of his, you know, Big greatest influences. And Big L being his among his greatest influences. And honestly, I would love to, you know... Mm. know how how those two influences would have felt about this album considering like it's like good, yeah like because big like one of his you know verses you know um i'm not a writer i'm a writer for myself for others i tell you big verse i'm only big enough my brother you know what i mean big enough to do it where hip-hop would be if if big and and some a lot of these legends were still around and how they would have felt about such a i think a masterpiece of art you know well, Jay-Z, that's what's so cool about Jay-Z. He's like a great Yankee where he brings you from era to era. There was an era where, you know, he mentions in PSA, DOC, and that's like late 80s. And like, you know, the West Coast, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Eazy-E, and Snoop yeah. Dogg, and Tupac. And then there's the East Coast, and you have Nas, nice. and you have Biggie. Yeah. And like, there was that great era going into the 90s, and Jay-Z was in that era, and then you sort of have the next wave when you started having, like, Eminem and 50 Cent and Lil Wayne and Kanye West. And Jay-Z's the one that's been there from, with Biggie, Biggie. to, to whoever, to Kendrick. He's the missing, yeah, you know what I mean? He's the one that's brought you. Exactly. But he, but one of the things that Jay-Z caught a little bit at the time was for selling out a little bit, but he, he says it in one of the songs, I think Moment of Clarity, which is, which is probably my second favorite song on the whole album, where he, he says, like, you know, uh, he, Truthfully, he yeah. wants to rhyme like Tom, but he sold right. five million <laughs> albums, so he's, gonna, so he's trying to make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not common sense. I mean, he's trying to make sense, dollars and cents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's like, listen, man. Like, what good is it? Like, I want to come up and I give back. That's what he says in the song, at least. Like, you know, he's like, it's not. There's a there's a point where you're selling out, and there's a point where you're appealing to people to sell some to to make some chatter. So make you know what I mean? Yeah. You so you got to make it appeal to everybody. And he mentions the fact that what, the line that you said with Biggie, and because people said that he sort of took some of Biggie's sort of style, but they came up together. So I think that he ref he makes reference to that rather than hiding from it. He says, no, 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 like no. that's not a bad thing. That's a that's good thing. Homage. I'm paying yes. homage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gives him credit a lot of times too as a major influencer, and that's a big part of that you know 
if always you, cite your sources. Yeah. Exactly. Kids. In the verse. Cite <laughs> your sources cite your in sources. the verse. Not not in, credit with on Twitter. Right. Like, yeah. like in yes, the sir. in the verse. On your Swan Song album, then you 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 give credit. Like the Hall of Fame speech. He's not trying to hide from anything and it's a good thing and he should be proud of it because he was, you know, he made music with Biggie. So, yeah. like, you're not stealing it from him. You both influence each influence, other. Influence, yeah. I really like that you said that he was such a common thread. He they, he brought one generation into the next or, like, kind of transitioned the two, you know. And it speaks literally in what he did over time. But then it speaks figuratively, too, because this album, they... Uh, Def Jam Records released an acapella version after the Danger Mouse Grey album situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. okay, so the, the Grey album uh, was uh, an album that Danger Mouse, the artist, put together. He took the lyrics of Jay Z from this album and put it on the Beatles' White Album oh, music. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah. It is I gotta amazing. Hear that. That, it was legendary. Woo! Never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood for this pop, this hot for this strong with so many different flows. This one's for this song, the next one I switch up. This one will get me. These fucks too lazy to make up shit. They crazy. They don't paint pictures. They just trace me. You know what? He got a lot of legal flack because of a lot of high power sort of people. Well, you'd have to have the rights for the white house. Yeah. Yeah. We not. Hey, yeah. <laughs> what, what's I doing with this? Nah, hey, I thought I told you. <laughs> hey, I thought I told you. I'm like, yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And that whole thing sparked a lot of like really cool things. So I dove deeper in it. It started the collision course with Jay-Z and Linkin Park. I ordered a Frappuccino. Where's my fucking Frappuccino? Because <laughs> they took mm. the a- acapella songs from he- uh, the, the Black Album and put it on a lot of their uh, mm-hmm. uh, hybrid theory yeah. songs. All right, let's do this. Mm-hmm. The, the Encore is a good example. Encore is definitely the great example yeah. of that. The Encore song. They, uh, what is it? They did Black on Black, which was uh, the Black Album with Metallica's Black Album. Mm-hmm. So that, that's interesting. They did the Purple Album. It was this album plus... Can I get an Encore? What's his name? Yeah, Prince. I couldn't remember his name for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Slack album. That's like a punk band. Um, uh, feeling, I think. Uh, and does it go with Jay Z though? Now, or are we just putting together albums? No, that see, but that's the thing though. When you can, Get him, Jay. you can take like somebody like Jay Z, like the hip hop, his element, and marry it with so many different genres. I think that's a greater testimony of how great a musical pr- product you yeah, put yeah, out that's there. That's a good point. You know Is there I mean? any other ones, Billy? That's a good point. Dude, yeah, uh, black on blue, black and blue. The blue album from Weezer. They called it uh, Bleezer or something or Jeezer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but my favorite was uh, this, the Crack album. Who do you think that was a mix up with? It was obviously Jay Z, the Black album. But who else? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> crack album. That's pretty good. It was James Brown. <laughs> James Brown and, uh, and like, you know, that must be his funky. music itself. I like that. Like what snack have you been drinking? Yeah, that's a golden nugget. Deep that's a juicy nugget. Yeah, he's like knocking on doors, yeah. getting, he's scouring the face of the earth for Definitely. information. That's some good research. I like that though. I would like to hear some uh, just for the record, James Brown and Jay Z. That's pretty slick. Just for the record, I found that fact on the bottom of uh, the cap for uh, Snapple Black Tea. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Snapple. <laughs> And that's, oh, man. that's Alexander A-L-E-X-A-N-D-R-E when you sign that check. You dig? <laughs> Damn it. But that made this album so much fun and so epitome of musicality. Like how he could traverse so many different genres without even literally doing it. They sat in a room with <laughs> like 30 people making these songs for this album and that work then went over the course of a decade. Because the Grey album was like like five, ten years later. It was. The Grey album, it would sound pretty cool, and I would love to hear some of the uh, the Crack album, as you said, but <laughs> with some James Brown, that sounds pretty fly, but I don't know, having mixed some, a lot of songs in my time, you'd be surprised some of the tracks that you put together where you say, I could take this acapella and put this over this beat, and I can you know mix and mash it a little bit to make sure that like the chorus hits on the chorus part, but for the most part, as long as like they're both the same sort of, you know, if you can match the beats up, it could, a lot of shit can sound good together. Yeah. So like I, I don't I don't know how much that says to Jay Z. I'd have to really hear the albums and and hear if it's great. But the Grey album one, I definitely want to give a listen to, and I definitely want yeah, to hear man, a track. I want to go find that one again because it, it's difficult now. 
they like took it off of everything. Is, did they? Oh, really? Oh, that's a buzzkill. Yeah. Have you is. listened? Have you heard any of those mashup albums? Because do you know what I'm saying? Where songs can sound pretty good when you start mixing them together. If you, if well, yeah. You I mean, I've definitely heard Collision Course. Like, I think a lot of people who are fans of just any of the genres would have heard that because that hit a lot of uh, it was good pop Billboard fa- uh, success too. Uh, but Lincoln that, Park and Jay Z. I mean, Jay Z is my favorite artist of all time, and but Lincoln Park would be my favorite band of all time for sure. As far as bands that not I Migos? was into, Migos, is not Migos, no, 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 not my time. Hey! Raindrops, drop top, drop top, so, smoking no so cookie. Collision course is is really solid, you know, because when I was, I remember you guys were talking about what was going on when the album came out. You know, I was 11 when the album came out, so I don't. I it's not that I remember so much when it came out. Like like you said, with the music video all over MTV on 99 Problems, like I remember that stuff more than I remember like listening to the album by myself at 11 years yeah. old. But I remember uh, listening like my it was there was two people that I was aware of at that age. It was Jay Z and it was Linkin Park. Those are the two like artists that uh, or bands or artists that I listened to at that age. And uh, when Collision Course came out, I was pretty excited Wait, about you it. You weren't into Smash Mouth. Somebody wants Tony No, but, <laughs> no, but those the two albums, Hybrid Theory and the Black Album, were were two of the only albums. That one and Green Day's Dookie that we talked about recently are yeah. three of the albums I can remember. My dad had, you know, and my dad passed away a few years ago. So I mean, there's there's certain things that trigger me back nostalgically, I guess, to memories I have with him. And the Black Album was was one of the ones that he kept in the car. You know, he had three CDs in the car. It was the Black Album, Hybrid Theory, and uh, the Dookie, Dookie album Dookie, from yeah. Green Day. So, like, like, but I didn't like that one. I didn't like Green Day as much as I liked Linkin Park, and Jay-Z is more of the music I liked. So, like, it, and once I got older, I mean, PSA was my dad's favorite song from the album, and when I hear that song, no matter where I am, it gets me hyped. When I hear Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself, I'm going off, off. from then on. Off. And, like, it's still, you know, from when I was 11 years old and didn't even understand it to now where I listen to the album and study it coming into this, like, it just gets better every time I listen to it. And it's interesting because my dad, the, the line that he liked from it the most was from Encore, where he always said, from Marcy to Madison Square. And he would always tell me, that's Jay-Z. Jay-Z Shibai! came from... You know, he came from Brooklyn. He came from one of the worst neighborhoods around, and he uh, made it up to be, you know, selling out Madison Square Garden. That's Jay Z. Yes, That's sir. the story of Jay Z. He always said that, and he always loved that line. And I didn't know that the whole album was about that. So when you go back and you listen to, okay, so like that's Jay-Z's story is the hustle that made it. When you listen to every song on the album, he's talking about where he came from. I went into it. I did what I did. I got out of it. I made it into the music thing. Now I give back. So he says, I don't know exactly what he does. I'm sure he gives back some of it, you know, something, but it's just a great story. And, uh, I, I really think that that's just what makes it one of the all time classic albums. And for me, when you asked earlier, like what, can, what do you think of when you hear it emotionally? Mm-hmm. It just brings me back to hearing my dad say that in 2003, talking about from Marcy to Madison square, square Garden. And Jay Z made it. Yeah. So now I can listen to every song and say, that's "Wow, cool. that's what Jay Z's message was in this entire album." Was I made it, you know? And he's celebrating it, and I would be celebrating it too after nine albums and making all that money and yes, sir. being you know, with fucking one Beyonce, of the most beautiful right? women in the world. Is that right? Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty. It's the American dream, you know. He did American Gangster. It's the American dream from every aspect. I just the album makes me happy. I think it's just that great. That's a really cool thing that you like. You know, fifteen years ago when this album came out. Um, it had that impact of that moment with that thing. And we're talking about it 15 years later after all this other shit has happened in between musically or politically in the world. And we're still talking about that impact of this thing. And that's that's something. That's, that's like Michael Jackson something, kind of like how timeless. That's like that icon like icon. Of, the, of the generation kind of something. Um, it's it's definitely amazing. I like um, what is it? The the one song "Justify My Thug." It's almost like an honor code, and you're sort of si- yeah. you're talking about that. How like right, right you know, here, quick. I, I never asked somebody to do something I wouldn't yeah. do myself. I would never like be afraid of getting dirty. Shoot my dog and like But you know, he's also give back nice. to the community, give back to those who deserve it, kind of thing. Like yeah. you know, he pay for his mom's Let me just my thug on this one. And even shout outs to the people that are, that are gone, you know. And yeah, it's, yeah, he does. He did it's the whole awesome thing. how the whole thing is really just this album felt like him. It felt like what he was personified as, in a musical sense. And it wasn't a character, 
Because, like, I worry about, like, Cardi B's story right now, and she's, like, the realest right now as far as story goes. Like, people love her honesty. My name is Cardi B, and I'm from the Bronx. So, Cardi, I want you to go a little bit more in-depth about yourself. You're not just Cardi B from the Bronx. Hello there. My name is Cardi B, and I am from the Bronx. I'm sure it's not Takashi 69. I thought Takashi 69 was the realest out right now. I, I might be I trolling. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just talking like on that pop level. That, yeah. You know. Um, I don't listen to a ton of Cardi B. Really, I, I haven't even heard. I don't of really oh, either. Get those bloody shoes. You gotta do it. <laughs> Not my style. <laughs> I turn Offset on. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cardi. I love everything yeah. she's about. I, I love it because... Do you it, think there's a parallel? I feel... Because she's also New York. She's very New York. I feel like as long as you are who you are and, and you're true to your art form and you... Um, I think she's actually very authentic, actually, as opposed to a lot of artists who I don't think are authentic. I, I don't think a lot of these artists are, are slinging, scamming, shooting, talking about a lot of the things that they talk about and Cardi is that she was a stripper. She doesn't say that, Hey, I, I got to this place a glamorous way. She, she acknowledges the dirt she had to do to get to where she had to be. And with that being said, like that's authentic to me, like some of these. And, and I think that's very parallel to Jay-Z. Jay-Z said, Hey, I did this. I lived that. Life. So I soul cracked to people in my neighborhood and hated doing it, but I had to do it. To, yeah. to to put food on my table to make sure that things with with, with my people were straight. Yeah. So as far as authentic being authentic and acknowledging the path and the journey that you're on, there is a very big parallel between the two of them. And I can't take that from her. You know, like yeah. I respect that. That I respect. The message in some of the music, like fuck him, then I get some money. Whatever. But <laughs> the the authenticness of who you are and how you got to your success, I can respect that. I can. Yeah. I can dig that, yeah. Because, like, you, I think you nailed it uh, with what it is. She's a lot more real than a lot of the other artists out there. Mm-hmm. You know, my question is then you compare Cardi to, to Jay or the people Jay came up around and, like, how real Cardi does pretty well on that. I don't know her full story and her background and mm. like her story, like with the, what she's talking about, but I know for sure I'm so out of this sort of scene, but I know for sure that she's way more real than other people. Like, and that, I mean, for example, other people like, don't even hold a candle to Jay when it comes to this stuff. As far as being like authentic, like Cardi B is more authentic than I would say Bow Wow or Shad Moss, <laughs> who is now just being, you know, ran through on social media as being like one of the most unauthentic people in mm-hmm. in the industry. He's the Mexico taking pictures, uh, yeah, rappers. taking pictures on private planes or you know doing li- living your best life, like you know. But you're you're bow wow, you know, like you're not as authentic. Like you you were led through this game through you know OGs. Like your OG was Jermaine Dupri. He was, you know, doing what he was doing with in Atlanta with the whole social justice movement, and, and you got in on that. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing rings with the window crack, holla back, money ain't You wasn't stripping, you wasn't selling drugs. So when Bow Wow puts the song out about, you know, you know, you know, being gangster, you're not gangster. You you was never part of that element. That's not your element. I think you're right. It's not gangster that sells. It's not. It's being real that sells. Real recognizes real and authentic. Yeah. Authentic is what is what sells on me. That's when I'm in. Is when like I feel like somebody's genuine and real. That's when I'm in. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't. It's not about what the message is, what the story is. As long as I trust the story to a degree. To a degree. And yeah. there's Hollywood and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But as long as I, for the most part, feel like there's some real, there's some genuine, there's some authentic, then I'm in. You know what I mean? I don't really. The story to me, like I want to see how well you can tell. That'll make me whether or not I feel you or not. Like. How well, like, do I want to hear you tell your story? I don't think anybody wants to get lied to either. Like, like there's got to be situations where somebody's talking about something and they're definitely not doing that something. They're just selling it to you. Like, yeah. I, I, we did an episode with uh, Spice Girls and like that, <laughs> dude, we were just I talking. I bet you did. <laughs> dude. What album was it? <laughs> How many albums did they come out? How many records did they come out? They had like, well, actually they had a bunch, but we did, did the first one. We did the first one. And like that whole fad in the, in the late nineties, it lasted two years, but they answered an ad 
in the newspaper. And they formed the group in 94 off of an advertisement, basically. If you're going to be that, be that. The Spice Girls, they were going to be that. They owned up to it. They were real about it. They were honest. And people liked it because of that. They had the movie. And the whole movie was making fun of them selling out for Pepsi and shit. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, go power. Bow Wow, if you're going to sit there and you're going to be that and do that, then own up to it. And people it. are going to be fine with it. But don't say you're going to you know, run some shit and like be this thing that you're not. And that's what you guys are saying. Like That's where you get kind of question even like drake is kind of getting questioned about his yeah. authenticity about this but then the other half they just like, like two or three weeks out the country i don't know i don't know you don't have to call i hear my dad say who actually spends money on music they're telling you that women are spending more money on music and you're a male artist you gotta make music that women want to listen to sing your ass and make some make some music that definitely is like instagram Worthy or That's like, what you know, if music is your gift, then you have to find a way to make money out of it because you don't you don't get too many gifts. You're not blessed with too many like like true gifts when you're born. Like everybody's meant to do something. Maybe you have a couple fallback plans if you're real talented at things but you know if your thing is music and that's what you were put on this earth to do and I don't know that these people are or aren't but if that's what is made for you then you got to find a way to make money off of it. You know what I'm saying? You got to make records that'll sell. Yeah. It's the American dream. Either that or that get a capital. desk job, you know? <laughs> hey, I like my desk. Right? I, dude, me and Billy, <laughs> I, sit across, I sit across the desk from Billy. Yeah. We both like our desk jobs, but I, it's not exactly the most fulfilling work I've ever done. Very true. Very, very true. How do you think Jay-Z would do if he came out now with the way social media is, where you have to be this 360 artist by yourself? Because the model of how you make money has changed. You, you can't really make money from albums anymore. Streams are really difficult unless you're the top five percent. It's box office. It's touring, and it's like you know, it's only like the top five percent artists that make like eighty percent of the money on iTunes. So you have your Beyonces, your Jay Zs, your Cardi Bs, the people that get up there. However, they got up to the top there, and they're making like a majority of the money out there from streams. Um, but if you were just starting now. In how that would way. you do it? How well? So most of the money now. is going to be coming from touring now. But like, you think Jay would sort of be that, like, be able to get to this thing? But it's just tough. It's like asking would Babe Ruth uh, do well today? It's like they didn't play night games in 1923. Yeah. I don't know. Can Babe Ruth play at night? Tell me. I think he can, but I don't know. So it's difficult to say if Jay Z came out now. I think Jay Z is a hustler. He's he'll find a way to make a dollar. So I think he would have figured it out. Yeah, I do. Yeah. But. Sean Carter wasn't he wasn't born in nineteen eighty. I mean he's older, you know. I mean that's the generation he was in and like I don't I'm happy he's not coming out now. It's, I didn't I don't listen to music the way I do now as I yeah. did then, you know. It's just interesting to kind of think how he would do on Twitter. Like the way a lot of these artists try to do now. Like it is interesting. even Nicki Minaj, like on Twitter, she's like just sort of flaming this and that and like she has this huge presence. Drake has a huge presence on Twitter. You think Jay Z would have that if he was sort of coming up now? Like yeah. that's sort of the question I'm posing. <laughs> yes, it that's, goes back to that's why. Very interesting. It goes back to why did he unretire, right? And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts later on about that, like what your thoughts are as far as his intentions on the album. But, but I think it goes back to that. Is Jay Z at his core has the music in him, and he has the ambition to make money out of it. He has that, and he has the gift of the music in him. I think that. You know, especially coming from a place like New York where, you know, you get exposure. I think that Jay-Z would have made it no matter when because he just, you know, I mean, he's he's got that. You, he's got, you that, can, he's that, got that, it. that it. Yeah. Um. So, like, if Jay-Z were to be coming out right now with, like, all these Takashi 6ix9ines, Little Pumps, um, Little Dirks, um, I think that right now, I'm not saying the music is is bad i'm saying the music is different and it's not geared towards me jay's right music was geared towards me that's what i was listening to that's what i wanted to hear yeah. that's what i was looking for right now that's a good up. point yeah, yeah. Good what point. i'm looking for is not what these guys is put are you know it's not their product and that doesn't mean it's not a good product yeah it's not for me yeah. no that's, that's you know? i would say that's perfect i would you said it perfect i think for how i feel it's a completely new era as far as like when Jay Z's era is, you had tapes, so everybody had to get the tapes. So you had to have a man with the tapes. So you had to have somebody that would dub all your tapes. Now, 
All you need is a phone. All you need is is yo, what's your Spotify, SoundCloud? Anything, yeah. yeah. With that being said, anybody can have a SoundCloud. Anybody can have a YouTube. Anybody can can make these networks and put out their products. Would I do I listen to everybody's product? No, because it's not for me. I don't it's I don't care. Like on YouTube, you'll find transgendered hip hop artists, you'll find Asian hip hop artists, you'll find, you know. The plethora of hip hop artists is that for me? No, can't identify with that. African American male from North New Jersey, <laughs> not into transgenders, but hey, I'm an ally. Watch out! Doing the PC disclaimer yeah, right now. Real. I'm an ally. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, that definitely speaks for like the times now. Like the you best have such a up, right? Don't you think? Well, yeah, that, that was the next thing I was going to ask. Um, but, like, like it's like going to the supermarket now when it comes to music or movies or art in general. There's such an ability to get anything from anywhere yeah. that you have all these different brands and varieties. It's like you go to this grocery store and they've got 20, 25 different kinds of chips and like oh, i like gluten free and yeah. organic <laughs> yeah and each one is for somebody because somebody's buying it that's why yeah, they're selling yeah. it but like will there ever like there's a big question like okay for basketball is lebron actually the, the, the next Co- kobe kobe or yeah. the next jordan? jordan and it's tough because they're different and like here we are in a situation like is there gonna be a, a jay-z another jay-z could there be or you know is it just different now the way it really can't be people talk about that for all different art and genre yeah it can't be i i think because people like like and and sports is the perfect parallel to to music um as far as like just artists like who's the greatest of all time when it comes to just these type of discussions because you can't compare times you you just can't Mm -hmm. before golden state warriors you didn't have all these stretch fours and and everybody's hitting threes you had patrick ewans you had hakeem olajuwans you had dennis robbins dennis robbins couldn't play in today's league could not but is one of the greatest defensive players greatest contributors to a championship team ever and every team needs a little bit of ugly on it Every team. So, with that being said, like, we're calling you out, Rodman. <laughs> and Clint Frazier, if you're listening, Clint Frazier, I'm on hashtag Keep Clint for the Yankees. Every team needs a little ugly. So, can you compare? And and can there be another? There, no, no duplicates. There, it, it's just not possible. It's a whole new ball game, and it's up to the 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 people who this ball game is being catered to to dictate who the leaders of this ball game are. You know, that's true. That's a really good point and a really interesting way to think about it because uh, really, you know, you have the box, like the box metaphor. You got to think outside the box. And that's very mm-hmm. like everyone doesn't, re- everyone knows it, but nobody really fucking gives a shit about it because it's such a dumb metaphor at this point. But like the people that make their, their presence known, the standouts, the Jay-Zs, the Michael Jordans, the Dennis Rodmans in those times and they stand out, they take what's given to them and they they change it so that they excel. They change it so that they go furthest, and they're on the the cream of the crop kind of thing. So it's a weird hand in hand situation. It it's the bubble that you're sort of given, and then how you change that bubble. And you know we're gonna have something different, of course, come up. But Jay Z sat here and he changed the bubble, and he's still changing the bubble. He's still mm-hmm. kicking he's still, and doing yeah. it. I mean, even four 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 was not one of my favorite albums at all um, because. Even though I'm, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan, it was a different listen because it was it's a different type of Jay-Z. It was him evolving as an artist. And, and once again, like it's just funny like how sports runs parallel to this. Like you have uh, players who transition, like Vince Carter, going from an above the rim type of player, and now he's a little bit older. Can't play above the rim like that. You can't knees getting a little humble. <laughs> can't get up out the bed like that no more. So you have to change yeah, that icy the hot, way. Yeah. I see how. <laughs> yeah, do the dance. Shaq, like, you see Vin, Shaq. So it's a good example though. That's a great example. This is how I go from Shaquille to Shakul. Get it? So and 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 even with Shaq. So I'm Shaq. Welcome aboard. And you Shaq, have a yeah. generation of people right now who have never seen Shaq play basketball. No time for basketball. Which to me is blasphemous because Shaq was the man. You know what I mean? You couldn't guard Shaq at all, and he's dunking on everybody, right? Yeah. 
But now you have a generation of people that just know Shaq as being on TNT with Charles Barkley yeah. and doing the ICI Shaq commercials and, and the general commercials <laughs> and just being, you know, Shaquille O'Neal the person. Didn't he have a reality show at one point where yeah. he was a cop in Miami? Yeah, no. he was <laughs> a cop. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, like, I think that it's a good point because there's a generation of people who didn't get to see Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, all these like, great people. Yeah. There's people that just didn't come up seeing that. And it relates to the music and the fact that what you said before is there'll still be something new that comes up that does, the, like, the record numbers, like, it'll still be, like, the same amount of records will be sold by new artists that aren't even out yet. And, like, there's always going to be a best at that time of an era of, you know, there's always going to be new stuff coming out. But there's going to be a generation of people who didn't see Shaq play or listen to Jay-Z's album when they were new. Just yeah. like the people that didn't listen to Tupac stuff. Like, I wish I was older and could have listened to more Tupac stuff when it was new. But right. He died when I was four years old. But it doesn't disqualify. The people who are born now, they might not listen to the Jay-Z album and get the same thing that we can get out of it. Because they don't have any nostalgic to a point to it or anything that, that, that ties emotionally into them to it. But... In my opinion, the new stuff will just never be as good as the old stuff because I can't attach my emotion to it the way I could when I was a little kid. You can't kid. be vested the same way. And 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 without a doubt, like, it's just Jay-Z for me, like, he's, especially this album, the Black Album, is when I was just vested in hip-hop. Like, yo, like, Dipset, you had, like, just, just New York hip-hop as a whole, like, fabulous. Like, it was just a different <laughs> genre. And then... You had, like, the whole, I think, like, D4L was just starting at that time. So that whole Atlanta, like, snapping music. Like, I don't remember that, do y'all? Lil John, Jay-Z had that what? authentic still hip-hop, gritty. To me, like, at that point, I was just so vested in that product. Like, I needed that product. Now. Okay. Like, greatest. Greatest. Good stuff. Yeah, man. And, like, I really appreciate, like, you brought up 444. Even now, Jay-Z is sort of taking that step outside of what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Everyone else will sit there and talk about how hard they are, how they can run money, basically. Whatever it is, Jay-Z in this one, I, I appreciated this uh, 444 more, too, because he's, like, regardless of the message, the, the fact that he's sort of taking that step and building something on top of the box that nobody else was doing it makes it such a powerful makes him such a powerful figure like an artist uh, and he's still got a lot of legs in him he's going to keep running at this thing as long as he can and i he, think i think he definitely has a few more albums in him will will he be divulging them anytime soon i mean of course that's up to him you know but yes sir like with music and that's the only difference with with um as far as like sports like i feel like we've been running this parallel all day like musicians and artists are always growing and always changing and always evolving, yeah. changing the way how the landscape of the art form is even expressed. Like, and I think that he still has so much to contribute. Yeah. With that being said, it might not be to my particular liking, but well, Derek Jeter wasn't I as good his, in his thirty age thirty nine season as he was in his age twenty nine season. I mean like running be. the parallels. Exactly. Like they get where where musicians get a lot like com- comedians, anybody who creates their art is like when they have some when they're closer to that struggle that they went through. That's when they're going to be most fire. interesting, and that's when fire. the music is going to be the best. And once they make it, it's tough to keep getting that. And Jay Z, that's why I think he unretired. You know, when you look at the albums coming out before two thousand three in the Black Album, it was every year. And when you look at the album since, it's been every two, three, four years because he's like, listen, like the, the music, I have it in me. It comes out and it's gold. It's good stuff. I put it in the mic. But I don't think that yeah, yeah, he's forcing it anymore. I don't think any album he ever puts out is going to be as good as the Blueprint, Reasonable Doubt, yeah. Black Album. I don't think that you're ever going to get back Blueprint Two. I don't think you're going to get back to that. But it's always still going to be Jay Z. It'll always be, he'll always be my favorite, no matter what. If even if the rest of his albums suck, he'll still always be my favorite. My favorite because of what he's already done, what he's already given to Such. me as a music listener. So I mean, that's the way I look at it. Comedians once they make it. They're not as funny anymore, usually, except for my man or, Joe Rogan. Or when they lose weight. That's a great <laughs> call. That's a great call. But like even like uh what is it, Joe Rogan experience? Aren't they calling it quits on that? I so hope he's, not. No, don't say that. But that's what Hey, don't put that out there. You better stop. What are you talking about? 
okay, so that. Like, it's kind of funny that we get there because that's what this album was about. That literally, the first intro song is about all things have to come, come to, to an, an end. end. Yes. It has to conclude. Yes. You know, people are going to mm. stop being funny. They're going to stop making music. They're going to stop doing the things that they do. But but do people stop being funny? But I don't know. Do they? I don't think they stop being who they are. I just don't think they can do what they once did. Like like the same with the athlete. If you're playing hockey, you could play to 43 easily. Mm, yeah. Yager is uh, 46 and he was He's, just on a team. You know, you had Jeter going to 40, basically. Yeah. Brady's going to 40. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can do it as long as you can each do it. Own. And each person's sort of different, you know. But then there's like talks about like Richard Pryor going into a club right before he passed away. And like he had it, he was funny, but he just, it wasn't the it same. It wasn't hitting the same. Well, it wasn't the same. Colin Cowherd made a great point on this a long time ago, but it, it definitely stuck with me. He he made a parallel between LeBron James and Jay-Z, where he said, you go through career arcs, stages, where that beginning stage is like coming onto the scene, bam, here I come, I'm putting, like, you're going to have to recognize me. Like, I'm going to knock that. Like, it's like when a big prospect comes up in baseball. Like, I'm going to bang down the door. You're going to pay attention. I'm going to be all over the radio. I'm going to make you know who I am. Then you have that second stage. At, like, you know, for LeBron James, it was the Miami back to Cleveland era. For yeah. Jay-Z, it was around leading up to the Black Album and the Black Album and King of Come later on where... I'm the best. Everything I do is really good. And, like, you're recognized for being the best while you're the best. You're in your prime. You're top of your game. You put out these classic albums that we talk about 15 years later. And then you get to that mogul stage where you're like, now I'm about my brand. Now I'm, you know, I'm still going to put out content. You know, I'm gonna add part of it's going to get sold on my by my brand. This is Jay-Z, so you're going to buy it. This is... LeBron James, so we're there's no, so LeBron James. LeBron season. James is this making LeBron movies, James he's making right restaurants, though. But yeah. he's on that that entrepreneurial yeah. part of his career where he starts thinking about the he's afterlife. TV shows, and, he's yeah, selling Sprite. Exactly. <laughs> I'll never tell you to drink Sprite. Well, all the athletes have brands, but <laughs> they, they all have the yeah, they all plug something. But but LeBron James has like legitimate other business interests, and like Jay Z with like you mentioned before, Alex, and with well, you said Rockaware, Billy, and, yeah. and then we talked about with the, with the, the sports, sports agency. So you get onto that stage of your career where you already proved yourself you don't need to come out and prove yourself let Kendrick Lamar well now he's already Carried proved himself but let yeah. the new guys yeah. prove themselves and earn their spotlight you got your spotlight you'll sell your records based on who you are what you've done and uh, you just basically live off your brand at a certain point so I think that's the stage that Jay-Z is going to be in so yeah he'll keep putting out records yeah I'll keep buying it and uh, I just think though that he's in that third stage of his career it's a twilight you know whether we it's, it'll never be as passionate and as fire as it was when he was young and he had that voice. I mean, think I probably he probably needs to take a lot more breaths now, right? I mean, don't you think his, his lungs are a little bit older? Like, back then, he could just go. You're younger, you know? You're better. Dude, uh, when I was in school, uh, I went to audio engineering school, basically, and uh, they all the teachers would talk about how Jay-Z was a one-take dude. Mm -hmm. Like, and they, they, it was funny, too, because at the same time, they would talk about it, but then they would be skeptical about it. So, like, even then, as a young rapper, you know, being able to go in and just nail that verse, that bar in one take, nail it's that song. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And, like, he might not be able to do that now. And it's, of course, people are going to be like, there's no way he could have done this whole fucking song in one take. That That's bullshit. But no, but I think verses. That's like his wrote, infamy for it. He didn't write stuff down. He kept the. Yeah, he wrote the verses that's in his what head. I've heard that's too. What, but it's interesting. I told Sophie the story today when when we were walking in the park because it's so fucking nice out. That uh, you know, PSA, which is my favorite all time song, guaranteed my favorite song, no matter what how old I'll be. That'll be my all time, favorite. any artist, yes, in everything. PSA, publishers now. That's it. My favorite song. That wasn't even supposed to be on this album. This record was done, and uh, he had already. He already had the song, the, the album finished. He was doing the press releases, and the producer just played. I think his assistant or somebody brought into him the beat the PSA and said, "Man, take a listen to this." And he called Jay in, and he was like, "Listen to this to this beat." So Jay Z listened to the beat, and he went to go do uh, a press, you know, one of the press conferences, whatever he's doing to sell the album that he just finished. And then he comes back to the studio and he has four bars, eight bars of it. And he goes in the studio and he's in there doing his press and just thinking about this beat. And he's thinking, and he had like four or five of them or so. I don't know the number, but every time he in between, he would come back to just play the studio in the city and he would he would do another couple bars or, and he'd scratch some here and he would do more there. This is from I think Fade to Black. He he uh, he wrote the song basically in a day. By the time the night was over, he had wrote the song while he was doing 
press tour. You know, in between the press tour, he was sitting there thinking about this beat that he heard. That and he shows came like back a by the real end of good discipline and ability. And it's and it was his best song ever. You know, he, and then he so he, he scrapped one of the other songs on the album and said, okay, this one's on instead. So I, I don't I don't remember the original song, but it probably was on one of the later albums. I don't know, but, yeah, but he actually. But, thank you. The best Great song decision. on the album. The best song on the album wasn't even supposed to be on it. That's such a that clutch, clutch moment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what did you guys think was the best song on the album? Would you guys say that? If no, so I want. I was, he didn't say it's your favorite. <laughs> I mean, is he, allow <laughs> me to reintroduce <laughs> myself. My name is Ho. Definitely 99 <laughs> problems. If you have 99 problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99. 99 problems was awesome, and that was the one I like. I like. I knew initially, so I didn't want to pick it. For this time around, listening in, my first song, the last yeah. track. I love the musicality of it. How it was, it was such a jazzy, bluesy thing. It had that, it had that waltz swing tempo. Like da, 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 this is Yeah, yeah. It's like it's in that three-four sort of time, and it's, it just swings and moves, and it gives it such a different variety from everything else he sort of did. did. You know, because like the, there's one song you know that you kind of tell Eminem does it, and it's very symphonic. And then you, there's the one song that uh, Kanye does, and you know it's Kanye, and it's very, like, brassy and big, like Kanye. And then the DJ Quick one is, like, it's, it's cool, but it's, like, tough and mean kind of thing. And, like, that last one gives it such a variety. I don't even know who produced it, but it, I, I have to like that one because of that, because of the whole musical act aspect of it around it so the Eminem one was moment of clarity I just checked yeah. for you and it's yeah. funny because that's yeah. why I checked because I'm thinking I'm like if I had to think of an Eminem sounding song like, dun 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 like that's real <laughs> Eminem sounding and that's the one that he produced that's I think I want, I'm surprised we went this long I, I thought we were going to open with this so I was going to ask you guys like what your favorite songs were you beat me to it but like what like if you had to sort of go a little bit further down the list because in anticipation of this question, I I was thinking I'm trying to rank them. This so while listening. so Ronnie's actually got the vinyl copy of the Black Album, and Which it's is such just stunning. It's, it's such beautiful. a treat. Oh, it's it's nice, so beautiful. It's nice oh my god. Here. Yeah. Hey, listen. When you have a, when you have an album that you like, you got to get it on vinyl. You, it always sounds best to. with a little. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's when it's the best. So, but I I was sort of looking through it because it lists the it lists all the songs obviously, and I'm looking through it thinking. If I had to rank them, where do I rank them? Because, I mean, they're all so freaking good. So, I mean, for me, mo I would go with My Public Service announcement. Moment of Clarity is number two. December uh, 4th and My First Song are two really good, introspective, really good songs. Allure, like you said, tells a pretty... I can't. Allure has a nice I sound, can't. at least. But Dirt Off Your Shoulders is good. I can't, exactly. Uh, what I more mean, can I say? Encore. Dirt encore off, is dirt a off great your shoulder, I think, is my least favorite song and still, like, one of my top songs. You yeah. know the what I mean? To Dirt yeah. Off Your Shoulders. Like, Dirt Off. That's what I'm saying, though. So, even with that said, so that's like saying, like, hey, like, you know, out of, like, McDonald's, Burger King, Five Guys, you know what I mean? Like, fuck. What, what, what? <laughs> like you know what you're getting well I'm saying like if you look through the, the list worst? what's like your top three songs or top two songs I know that you said I'm 99 gonna, is your first think about yeah. it real quick my first just to find my thugs and like, so that third one, I, I don't, I, I don't know that third one because I'm gonna just fill in moment of clarity in for you. <laughs> <laughs> Public service announcement. You skipped PSA. I'm sorry, I just assumed no. PSA was your number one. My bad. Nah, nah. And I love PSA, but that's oh, what I'm saying now. about this album, bro. Like, I allow me to read. Like, yo. yeah, come on, that's the anthem. <laughs> My 21st like when that comes on in the club, like everybody throwing the time. Yeah, in the I have a video, and Sophie has a video actually. My 21st birthday in Atlantic City. I'm at the bar, and she's drag, trying to drag me out, and we're getting out of there. And allow me to reintroduce myself. Comes on, she didn't even try to walk me out. We, we go, okay, we know what this is about, and we got the video Not to prove it. I mean, we went off right there. Okay, so I mean, that's the anthem. When that song comes Listen. on, I'm losing it. 99 Problems, I was in Dominican Republic for the first time ever at a karaoke bar. They was like, oh, so, you know, what song you want to do? 99 Problems. Got 99 Problems? <laughs> Did it. Yo. It's tough to argue, right? You, you know what I mean? Like, the whole way how the song's just set up is just brilliant. The and story is so consistent. The, it's hove. It's just hove, front to back. 
There's no filler songs on this album. Every single song is... This yeah. is the story of Jay-Z. It's all got that one constant theme of the hustler that made it. Every single song. There's no filler. I mean, what else is there to say after that? What more can I say? <laughs> what, <else is> <laughs> what more can I say? Do you guys have any uh, final thoughts or just things we didn't get to bring up before? Because we've talked about a lot and it's been... It's been a lot of fun. This has been an awesome conversation. Yeah, I like you guys. <laughs> it's a good. It's, oh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, 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 trying to, <laughs> should have greased us up before the podcast. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think that's an awesome note to sort of end on. Um, cool. Do you guys have any other sort of like, I guess, last thoughts, comments? Just because we talked about a lot and we kind of did this already, but. Well, you know. I alluded to it earlier. The last question I have is, what do you guys think? Did you think he knew he was going to come back, or did you think he honestly thought he was retiring after that Shaboy! album? After because he did this whole big Madison Square Garden concert. I mean, he really pushed That's this whole. Question, I'm required. Yeah. I'm he retiring. He knew he was coming back. You think yeah. he knew? He knew he was Dude, coming back. Like, okay. Uh, the Foo Fighters, like Dave yeah. Grohl has been in the the business for a long time, and yeah. I, I like there was a story a couple years ago where they were retiring basically, and like. They just needed time out of the camera, out of the fame. Yeah. You know, uh, what is it? Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy had to do the same thing to get out of a contract. So they broke up in air quotes, and then a year later, oh, like to the day, they got back together because they were out of the contract. Okay. Prince became the artist formerly known as Prince because he was trying to get out of like a really? contract, a cascading contract yeah. of oh, wow. albums with Warner Brothers. Yeah. I think because yeah. they just continually owned all his yeah. rights and money. So retiring. Meaning, he he wanted to maybe step away from the fame. Do you ever stop? Do you ever retire being Jay Z? No, no. But do you ever just want to step yeah. away from being on TMZ every fucking fifteen minutes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? Like having pe- people running your DMs and your mentions, like yo, like I seen this and this is going on. Da, da, da. Yeah, you. I could I could see you want to retire from that. But as far as being an artist, nah. I don't think he ever retired from being an artist. I think going into it, I thought for sure it was totally just to sell more more records. I think that after really listening closely, he says to it, even in PSA when they go, you know, I, I think they might be alluding to something a little different when they say, you know, whether when the shit hits the fan, whether it's next year, yeah. 10 years, 20 years, they ain't going to be able to tell that. He lied to you. It's been a long fucking show. But they ain't going to be able to say it before the lie to you, Jack. Okay, so there it is. So I think I yes. think that that like, and he says, you know, he might come back. It's not to play games. I don't think he was ever. I don't think he ever lied. I think that no. he was taken a, a step away. He said, maybe I'll come back. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm gonna go chill on the beach. He's and playing we'll see the what game happens. a little bit. I think that, but I think that as he made the album. He really did do it as if this is going to be my last big full studio solo yeah. album. And then I think that once he stepped away, he realized, man, it's easier than I than it was starting to feel to make a record because I have so much music in me. And he got back into it. But I want to believe him. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I That's came, my last I thought. I saw, I conquered. Oh, man. <laughs> Great notes. I have to say my final thought, though, on this. I like this album for the very least. Dude, Nicolas Cage character in Face Off, he makes a reference to that. And, like... If you cast Gag. a Troy, yeah, I didn't catch you know, that on the one. John song, Travolta, no, 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 it's on the threat song. Yeah, yeah, he just says something. I'll be, I'll come at you like Caster yes. Troy, basically. Take your face <laughs> off. Okay, you know that's dope. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, guys. I hope you guys. Yes, had thank blast. you. Yes, yes, yes. We gotta do this again. Maybe we'll pick yes. up another Jay Z album or somebody else. Sometime. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll find some common ground somewhere. Yo, if you thank wanna... you for having me. Yeah, sure. definitely. Thanks. A lot Thanks of fun. So nice. well, we'll catch Yo. you later. And uh... Yo, your man Ace signing off. All right, let's go Yankees 2018. Get your shit together, uh-huh. boys. Uh-huh. Now, back to our regular schedule program. L'album noir, the black album.